This is John Gescheitmeyer of Wisconsin Real Estate Today, your real estate expert. This podcast is designed to equipping people with the teaching and tools they need to succeed in real estate. I hope you enjoy this episode and subscribe for more real estate content. How do you think like the other side in a real estate transaction? Now, at the beginning, that might not make a lot of sense. So let's digest that. I'm your host, John Gescheidmeyer, and welcome back to Wisconsin Real Estate Today, the only active Wisconsin real estate podcast. The entire premises of this podcast is to give you the teaching and tools that you need to succeed in real estate. Now, a lot of our listeners are potential sellers. A lot of our listeners are potential buyers. Some of our listeners are agents. Some of our listeners are investors flippers, you name it. Anytime you're entering into a transaction, you have to think like the other side. You have to, as I always tell my sellers, you have to take your seller's hat off and put your buyer's hat on. And what do we mean by that? We mean that it is not acceptable to think like a buyer if you're a buyer. And I'm going to say that again. It's not acceptable to think like a buyer if you're a buyer, and it's not acceptable to think like a seller if you're a seller. You know, I spent many years in law enforcement, and one of the, one of the main reasons why I really enjoyed it is because when you interviewed or interrogated somebody, you have to put yourself in their mindset. You have to understand the enemy, so to speak, better than you understand your friends. And this is not a podcast about cliches. It's a podcast of just understanding when you go into these deals that negotiating is thinking like the other side. So if I've been in your house or at some point, if I come to potentially sell your house, I'll look at you and and I'll tell you as we walk around, the research has shown that this type of decor is not the most popular. I will tell you, Let's remove your seller's hat. Let's put your buyer's hat on for a second. A buyer walking into a home is walking into an object. It's not walking into, you know, Macy's at Christmas or Von Maurer, you know, or whatever's left out there, it seems like, for retail. But when you walk into an establishment, yes, we are trying to, we are trying to create an experience. We've talked about it in previous podcasts, how you create an experience. We'll talk more about that too. But... When it's, uh, when it's really all boiled down to it, you have to understand what a buyer is going to think. How is a buyer going to look at your home and how can you prepare to accentuate some of the items that are most popular today? So I never come into a home and I never start ripping on the home, right? I don't say these floors are outdated and this is that. What the heck were you thinking when you did this? Right? We don't do that. That's, that's um, first of all, that's just rude. But realtors are really good at coming in and spending your money or hiring stagers who can spend your money very, very, very easily. But there's a time and a place for everything. Uh, I have a listing coming up that uh, staging is absolutely essential. But I've asked other people, you know, you can kind of mini-stage yourself. Let's just move this around. Let's create a bigger feel. Again, it's, it's really house-specific. Homes are like people. There are no two created alike. You could build a row of townhouses. And check in with them five years later, 10 years later, whenever they're ready to sell, they're all different, right? None of them look the same. So understanding what the other side is thinking is huge, right? It's called 
really more than anything, understanding the other side. Okay, so stop making it about you. Stop making the transaction about what you think. Folks, you're not going to like this if you're thinking about selling your home, but buyers don't care. Buyers don't care how much you paid for it. They, they don't care that you overpaid for it back in 2005 or 2008, maybe even 2011. They don't care. And they probably shouldn't, to be very frank. So, you know, we got we to gotta just kind of let our guard down and we got to look at research and we got to look at our gut instinct. If a home isn't worth what you think it's, wor- it's, what it's worth, it's not worth it. If you think it's worth $350,000, but the, the numbers, the data are pushing it towards three hundred and you know, fifteen or twenty, well, then I don't know what you, I, I, I can't help you there. But stop making it about you. Understand the other side. Have a neighbor come in that maybe has a completely different feel to their home, a contemporary feel, right? I've said this before in other podcasts. People want to come into Pottery Barn, right? They want to come into um, really something that, you know, Chip and Joanna Gaines used to talk about. Boy, how'd you like to be them, right? You're on TV for you know, a few years, decade, whatever it was, and then you sell everything in Target stores, and then you retire, and now you're done. <laughs> I, I, I'd be okay with that. I wouldn't mind. But every time a buyer walked into a home back when that show was on the air, they wanted everything to be shiplap. They wanted everything to be hardwood floors. Let's blow this wall out. And, uh, yeah, that, that's not how most people live. But if your home potentially is outdated the value of that home is going to be broken down. There's no doubt. So the two lessons are think like the other side. What would a buyer say if they objectively walked into your home? And then you've got to stop making it about yourself. When it's about you, it's all that matters is what you think. And that is a recipe for failure in real estate. In real estate, it's about connecting with the other side creating an experience. I've said that with listings. We create experiences by good sights or creating an environment where there's good sights, good sounds, good smells. That, that's my job. That's my job. My job is not to sell your house necessarily. It's to get you the best offer, to get you people in the door. Uh, your home is going to potentially sell itself, but the marketing, and, and this is, we'll come back to this in a second, the marketing is what we do. A good agent markets everywhere. It, you, have to, you have to understand your buyers, if you're a seller, before you even list, before you even pick your agent. You have to understand how that agent is going to market your property and how you are going to hit the most likely of buyers. A couple of years ago, 52% of home buyers were millennials, and I'm sure it's going to be the same this year. Um, so if you're not connecting with millennials, if you're putting old archaic materials out on the kitchen table and nothing else, that's your marketing plan, you pick the wrong agent. They've got to be doing videos. They've got to be doing, even if it's selfie videos, I do those all the time. People love them. But my job is to make sure that I'm finding people who didn't even know they were interested. In the metro Milwaukee area in Waukesha County, we have a cutthroat broker that's all they do, flat fee. Uh, you come out once, 
or to sell your home off of, off of photos. And, and I have a copy of their marketing materials. And they list everything that they do. And by the way, every realtor does all of those things. There's like 26 of them, maybe 30. And at the very bottom, the one thing they don't do, out of like 30, 40 things, 20, 30, whatever it is, non-essential marketing. I would argue with you that that is all essential. And you get what you pay for. More on discount slash limited provider services at another time. But the bottom line is you need to understand who you're marketing towards. Once you figure that out, who your likely buyer is, then you need to bring the source or bring them to the source, right? Bring your marketing materials, bring your house to them. A good experienced agent understands how to do that. You know, there's a, there's a reason why I've been ranked in the top half a percent nationwide for sales for many, many years now. It's because I know what I'm doing. And I've got a team that understands and buys into the concepts that we teach them. And the first part is you have to understand the psychology of a purchase, the psychology of a sale. Just like Disney does, when you walk into Disney, they start creating an experience for you. I mean, hell, that experience is, is, has been created from television and radio, especially TV ads. You know, I went to school, I went to the University of Wisconsin for um, Whitewater for, uh, for marketing. Got my degree in marketing, didn't really understand, didn't even know what to do with it, to be honest with you. Went into the firefighting law enforcement route for a while, and then eventually I got my master's in management. Talked more about the technical stuff of managing businesses and whatnot, but it's still about business and sales. You have to understand the world that you're in. And you have to understand the other side. And if you don't understand the other side, you're going to fail. Now, failure might not mean you didn't sell your house. Failure will mean that you didn't sell it for enough money. And there is no excuse for leaving money on the table in our industry. It's how you market, putting a property into a delayed status where no one can see it for, let's say, a week. Well, John, we might lose a buyer you know, who has to find something now. Yes, but if they love your home, they're all coming in at that open house on Thursday. I guarantee you that. They're all coming in. By Friday afternoon, you'll have multiple offers. If you recently sold a home and you're listening to this podcast and you did not have multiple offers, give me a call. I'll, have, I'll be happy to tell you what probably went wrong. It was either priced too high um, or you didn't have the right marketing plan, right? MLS, yes, is an equalizer to a degree. It's what the agent and the firm does after that. Back to the psychology. When you're negotiating, you need to understand your buyer, right? This podcast is, or this episode is entitled Think Like the Other Side. So what do you think you should do when you get an offer on your listing? You're selling your house. You have an offer. What's the first thing you should do? Well, I know what everybody does. They scroll down and look at price. That's a pretty big factor. I get it. There's a lot more later on in the offer, such as seller concessions and, you know, you have to pay for all the well and the water testing if you're not in city and municipal services. You may have to pay for a home warranty. I mean, you name it. There could be a lot of other things. So there, there's a lot that comes after that in the, uh, you know, 20 pages to follow. Um, but what I'm talking about is the buyer itself. How do you know who the buyers are? And how do you research them? 
Well, first thing I do is go to social media. I go to sites like LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, possibly even Twitter. I want to know how they think. I want to know who they are to some degree. I want to understand most likely what they're thinking. And then if they didn't private their posts, they probably posted something about making an offer on a home. Because what do they want? They want all their friends to know. Remember when we didn't care what other people thought about our day? Do you guys remember that? I do. (laughs) Long before Facebook came around. And I hate to tell you, I don't care what my friends are doing throughout their entire day. That's why if you go to my Facebook post, you're going to see that I don't post very often on my personal page. When I do, I consider it to be important or something just fun. But, you know, we all, we all know the persons. I'm taking the kids to the pool today and they're having such a great time. Well, that's great if you're grandma and grandpa. But, you know, for the rest of us, we really just don't care. Uh, let's be honest. Um, I say that tongue-in-cheek, of course, but I think it's, a lot of you are laughing right now and you're nodding your head as you're driving. And, and I, hey, I'm right. But let's be, let's be honest. When it comes to selling your home, I want to understand the other side. If they put, we went in higher than we wanted to, but we really want the house, or we made an offer on a home, we lowballed them, they, they don't think that you know these things, and they don't think ahead So when I have conversations with buyers, especially if I know that they're very active on social media, I kind of give them the shut up sign. I kind of, we got to talk about that, right? All right, we're going to make an offer on the home. We're going to do this. Here's our plan. We're going to do an escalator clause, which, you know, let's say the the home is listed at 325. We're going to offer them 315. But if we have competition, we'll go as high as three, you know, 37,500, whatever it may be. That's the, that's the escalator clause, and it happens automatically. You don't have to worry about it. Um, but I got to tell them, all right, I know you guys like to post all this stuff. Can we not post on Facebook until we get an accepted offer, please? And the, oh, John, that's, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> thanks, thanks for telling us that. We would have posted something right now. In fact, they may have even had the phone in their hands double typing, right, with their, both their thumbs. Y- you get my point, right? My point is that in all of this, in all of the, the listing the marketing of the home, the negotiating of offers, whether you're on the sell side or the buy side, the most important thing to do is to think like the other side. Know what we believe they might be thinking. It'll get you the fastest to success. That's all my job is. My job is to achieve success for my clients. Hey, my name is John Kescheidmeyer. I wanted to talk about thinking like the other side today, the psychology behind listing a home, finding the perfect buyer, and negotiating a great offer. Please let us know if there's a topic that you would like to hear more about. This podcast is designed for you and really to equip you with the tools and teachings that you need to be successful in real estate. My name is John Kescheidmeyer, and I'm the host. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time. This episode of Wisconsin Real Estate Today has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and let others know if you found this content useful. Until next time, make today your best day.